Local news is news for the stupid, of the stupid, by the stupid. Wow. Uh, there's positive shots. But pretty. You notice the new weather girl up there? I did not. Her breasts are so large. Why does she point to the map with her hands? All she got to do is point with her hooters. It's ridiculous. Wow. I, I have noticed over the last couple of years, and I don't know who started this trend, the, uh, the, uh, the arms race for weather people on the local and national level. Mm-hmm. They've just decided that's the place to go, I guess, for uh, really showing somebody off. Right. Maybe because it requires no talent. You have, don't have to have any knowledge whatsoever to do the weather, so you can just pick anybody completely on their looks. Yeah. You don't even have to be able to you know, interview somebody. Just have either. to look good in front of the green screen. Uh, oh, yeah. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up. Hi, Sean. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, I come to you this morning a little bit concerned and worried. Uh, now, uh, just quick, Cliff's Notes kind of elevator pitch version of Game of Thrones is royal families are so consumed with their petty wars between one another that they are ignoring the impending doom to humanity that is coming upon them in the, the the white zombies of the North. Sounds pretty realistic. Now, I am telling you that there is, that ice zombies are not coming for us. The mainstream media will have you believe that it is a Sharknado that will ultimately <laughs> lead to our doom, but it is not that. It is actually a Sharkano. I come to you with news of uh, divers and scientists have sent a robot into this underwater volcano and they have found life of sharks, many different species, all swimming around living in it. Mm. They have to send robots here because humans can't get there because the, the water is too hot and their skin gets burns from the acidic nature of it. So, meanwhile, everybody's talking about ours versus these, who's corrupting who, who's colluding with who. The volcanic sharks are amassing an <laughs> army, and we need to do something about it. If, if that volcano were to erupt, the effects could be devastating. I'm willing to star as a kindly scientist because I mean, if it erupts, obviously it would shoot the hot water, the, the, the hot shark, shark infested water out into the atmosphere and almost certainly into our major cities. It's like a shark mortar. <laughs> wow, shark cano. Are these sharkano? Oh, they've got to make that. I just saw the headliner. These different species of sharks. Yeah, look, you can see. Yeah, this one here is a hammerhead. Uh, I believe this one they said is a tiger shark of some sort. But they've adjusted to the uh, the, the 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 heat and uh, yeah, yeah yeah volcanic sharks. Yeah, and they're coming for us. <laughs> my kid, I got, added that part I into gotta, the story. I got to <laughs> tell my kids that story. That that's going to be up their alley. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. I'm going to do like a doctor does on a scale of one to ten. What's your pain? Uh, it's about a seven or eight today. Wow, wow. no, that's no. That's not good. That's yeah, not good. Yeah, I'm hurting Ooh. in different places today. So, uh, you know, again, walking funny, but we'll get through it. I do, though, want to be among the first to remind you daylight saving time oh. and Sunday morning at 2 a.m. I had no idea. If you hadn't mentioned that, I'd have missed it completely. We will all be falling back. i got to ask you something, Jack, because I know you, uh, you are a man of great experience. You ever been to a bar when the time change happened? Oh, I used to, I used to work at a bar, and, ah. and, 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 and once a year it was fantastic. At 2 o'clock, and I can't believe the law allows this. No, at midnight, right? right. But we would we'd change the hours back, and then so actually we get to stay open until 3. Once a year. I don't know why legally that was okay, that they couldn't figure that out, but once a year we'd stay open until three. <laughs> but it wasn't three. It's two. Well, right. right. You moved the clock. Right. So that's completely different. And everybody would stay because people needed to get even drunker. Yes. Right. <laughs> Time is a social construct, man. <laughs> yeah, I worked at that bar. I hated it as the guy working. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, You're there until three in the morning. Your tips get better, though, the last hour, I think. Oh, I love so, you. More fights. Oh, more right. crying with makeup streaming down your face. More of that. I'll tell you what, as, as the guy who was playing in the band at that bar... 
When the uh, manager said, hey, you guys, uh, maybe one more tune, you got to wrap it up. The reaction was, thank God. <laughs> so the idea of, I never played one of those nights. Oh, my God, if we'd had to do another set, forget it, kill me. Yeah, Shoot me, don't pay me, I'm leaving. That's when you know it's closing time. A couple yeah. of women with, it looks like they got black eyes, mascara streaming down their face because their boyfriend said something mean or right. whatever. Um, um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's, hey, yes? Real quick, daylight saving time, making the impossible possible. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's your slogan to keep it around. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, November 3rd, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I will pay 100 U.S. dollars to whatever fag would like to compile Michelangelo's greatest quips. Now You got to go through the years. I want to see a thorough job. I don't want like the last six weeks of Michelangelo witticisms. My wife would buy that book. I would. I I want a a catalog of them. I was thinking of a CD, you know, a download type thing, an audio thing, uh, because that would provide a lot of context. But uh, yeah, one hundred U.S. dollars for that. All right, let's begin the show. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Very quickly, Senator, do you agree with the notion that it was rigged? Yes. There you go. <laughs> that is perhaps the most powerful yeah. person in all of a Democrat politics, Elizabeth Warren, saying, yet yeah, absolutely it was rigged. And she went off. Second most powerful. Well, just because she's not a million years old. Right. Um, <laughs> she uh, she went on a whole bunch of shows and said that uh, in even uh, with even more detail. What are other headlines, Marshall? I'm going to follow up on what you were talking about. Charges of Hillary rigging the Democratic nomination, prompting Trump's calls now for a federal investigation. We're going to get into that. We had a Twitter takedown. And Apple is soaring. Could soon become the world's first trillion-dollar company. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. iPhone 10 hits today, and man, it's been the most popular product they've had maybe since the first iPhone. Um, how's mailbag look? It's fine. It's good. Solid. I'm sure still arranging it. I'm, I'm the maestro. I uh, I direct the orchestra of email. Uh, so well, we'll see how it comes together. We have clips of the week coming up. And ladies and germs, we have eight Trump tweets this morning. Oh, no. Eight already this morning, and they oh, continue my. to come out. Oh, boy. Maybe does that have anything to do with why Twitter took him down yesterday? (laughs) Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Just listen to music. I think playing the killers promotes violence. I won't hmm. accept it. Interesting. Speaking of violence, I have an update on the scumbag who threatened to kill my family. Oh, my God. Who's being charged with multiple felonies. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah, it is good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, nailing down where he is or if he is or was out has proved to be really hard to do. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it is <clears throat> shocking to me that that is the case, but I'll talk more about that later. I I have had almost no interaction with the justice system in my life, thank God, either as a perpetrator or victim of crimes, thank God. Well, But I'm, I'm learning that, like going to the hospital, you need an advocate who knows something about it or you will get lost. I was uh, going to say, and, and we'll address this in, in full later, but I've known and dealt with enough victims' rights advocates and victims uh, to know that it's a mess. It is a mess. 
there's so much more crime than you think there is, my friends. Yeah, that, that's part of it. But regardless, I thought that if somebody committed a felony against your children, you would be up to date on whether where this person is or if he's you know outside your house. Nope. Next, you, you have no idea. Nope. And it's really hard to find out, mm-hmm. which is troubling. Yeah, very troubling. But this will be less troubling, more amusing. Mm-hmm. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two, Mike. Oh, slow almost, down in You there. almost settled yeah. down. That was close. Very. Look at you leap, close. leaping at your keyboard like some sort of hungry beast. You know, you're giving us all PTS with that. It's, <laughs> it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Important breaking news for you right now. CNN has learned that former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort will surrender today. Two on, two out. Ten minutes. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. It's No, it's not. Halloween's about candy, man. This isn't fun. <laughs> this is bull. Please answer yes or no, sir. I'm asking you a question. Just answer yes or no. Can you do that? You're sophisticated. You're the chief legal counsel for Facebook. Please answer yes or no. I think the reason he had the uh, two fake guns is so mm-hmm. that he could be martyred. He didn't have access to a suicide vest, thank goodness. A baby with the last name Frankenstein <laughs> was born yesterday on the Halloween. It's completely true. Residents are already giving it three thumbs up. Oh my goodness, these comments are so mean. never be a sporting event as fun as Game 5 of the World Series was for mm. me. I doubt. Yeah, Judy was uh, cleaning off the DVR last night, and I couldn't decide whether to keep it or not. I finally realized I won't watch it again, because I remembered while it was wildly exciting, it was wildly long. Mm. Oof. I might grab that one inning again, the inning where they both hit three-run home runs. I might watch that again. Mm. It's man's triumphs as opposed to man's failures, which is the rest of the news, you know? Like not starting Kershaw, that's one of man's failures. Oh, my God. Let it go. You Let's hear about Frank Gore now. The Niners in the Super Bowl. First and was. goal. Oh, no. Mailbag. Very casual conversational mailbag today. I'm just going to reach out and comment on this, that, and the other. Read a few emails. It's going to be very Garrison Keeler-like. <laughs> He's gone, though, right? So now it's very... uh, That's right, he's died. Chris Thiele-like. Ah. So, uh, Skip, the fabulous Skip in Benicia, has written a haiku about Jack's unit, specifically the old nickname. So we have to revisit this? Well, no. Uh, But Skip, it would take too much resetting. I couldn't find the clip I wanted to make it funny. Uh, but well done, sir. I don't well wanna, done, nonetheless. I don't want to tell the story again. I shouldn't have told it in the first place. Skip and Benicia, <laughs> one of our greatest correspondents and contributors to the show. I did, one of many people I consider a a friend, so, kind of, sort of. I mean, people I like. I really like. Mm-hmm. Who knows? If we met, we might hate each other, but I doubt it. If you want to hear the story, check out the podcast, Hour Labeled The Governor. Yeah, it's <laughs> preserved forever. <clears throat> Genitals! Here's <laughs> here's a shower thought, uh, and and weirdly, I don't know, a freedom-loving quote of the day, a wisdom-loving quote of the day from Tiffany, hairstylist from Sacramento. Tiffany uh, quotes somebody or other and saying, 
Intelligent minds presume their own ignorance. Ignorant minds presume their own intelligence. That is scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, that reminds me. I really, really want somebody to just come to my house and cut my hair. <laughs> but I like cheap haircuts. I'm a dude. I got a dude haircut. You know what I want my hair to look like? Pretty much every other dude, just a little shaggier. I don't need a $60 haircut. I don't need a $30 haircut. I just need a plain Jane haircut. But I don't want to be asked how my day's going or what I do for a living or or if I'm on lunch break or the rest. I realize people are just trying to be friendly. I don't know why it tortures me. It does. <laughs> of these two. I want somebody I know and trust, the same person all the time, to cut my hair. Mm. If you have to take one of these two undesirable situations, would you rather have the haircutter engage and ask you questions about what you're doing, how's your day, or would you rather them just kind of prattle on about their own, what they did and what they're doing? Oh, the second one, beyond question. Okay. So you can just tune that out. Uh-huh. You know, wow. Engage. Uh-huh. Oh, that had to be funny. Oh, I'd be happy to do that. I can do that like a ring and a bell. Boy, she sounds like a handful. Yeah, You perfect. say, when she's complaining about her sister or mother-in-law or whatever. There. That was really good. That was skillful. Let me jot that one down. She... My- must really <laughs> My oldest son watching the baseball players has decided he wants longer hair. A couple of the guys who had the the long hair, he thought yeah. that looked cool. My yeah. my younger son still wants the short hair, so we're going to the barbershop tomorrow. We'll see how that turns out. I've been a long hair guy since I was seriously like six years old. Um and I'm considering having very short hair so I can cut it myself. So I don't have to listen to anybody prattling on. It's a sickness. <laughs> Should probably get a drug. They hand them out like candy these days. Uh, A nice note from Paul, the band director. Do you remember when we used to hear from Paul all the time? Good dude. Oh, yeah. Very, very nice man. Made me a little uncomfortable as a third chair uh, trumpet player all my life. Reminded uh, you of your, uh, (laughs) I hate to say failings, but. uh, (laughs) Oh, they were failings. Every time he called. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he brings up a topic we can't really talk about on the air. Has to do with recent news and various people we used to know. Uh, But thank you, Paul. It's great to hear from you. and, and, And God bless you and your family, my friend. Uh, let's see. Oh, on the Nancy Pelosi thing, Joe from Dayton, another great correspondent. We really wanted to get together with Joe from Dayton when we were in Cleveland for the convention, but it was a whirlwind. It could not have been busier. Anyway, Joe writes, I've always thought Nancy Pelosi sounded old and aloof. Really? I, I realize she's been more forgetful, slurring words, etc., yet thinking a little of, little of it. I'm telling you, she is on the rapid decline. She is just doddering at this point. Yesterday, when Mike played the really cut after her dribbling, really, it was obvious. The really cut sounds clear and crisp like that of a spry legislator. Politics aside, she's sadly in a rapid descent without a parachute. I had said fairly recently, probably six months ago or something like that, that I wish the uh, that my side of politics had somebody as good as her because she has been really good. She is so good at making her argument and... Uh, and, and and finding ways to attack the other side. Just she's she's one of the best ever I've ever seen at it. But the last couple of times I've seen her, she <laughs> physically she's just so mush mouthed. Yeah. And she just seen her her look on her face. So I think you're right. I hope I don't know if she's well. She is a skilled yet soulless demagogue. I will concede you that. The really is not that old was recorded was recorded in the last four years or so, as I only started listening a couple of weeks before Joe hammered one through the uprights early in twenty thirteen. It's good, it's good. Mm. Joe from Dayton reminds us. Ah yes, yes, that was when I claimed I could kick a thirty five yard field goal. Because somebody had missed one. Right. On a team you like, and you were saying you could do that. That's right. So you went out and did and, it. And you, oh, oh, you skipped an important part. You claimed I could not. 
I doubt that I did. Oh, you did strenuously. It was very hurtful. I don't Your think comments I did. Actually, echo in my ears. I don't think I ever did, actually. Oh, yes, you did. That's why I went out to a football field with football players uh-huh. and proved it. I don't think I claimed you couldn't. <laughs> I really don't. Ladies like, and gentlemen, can you, well, I would speaking, like to, of, speaking of those beyond their prime. I would mm. like to rehear that. <laughs> Ah, uh, dear A&G, writes William. I <clears throat> appreciate the uh, the formality. I heard Jack uh, wants to show his kids the Peanuts cartoons. You'll be disappointed. I showed my kids and wife, who's from a foreign country, Russian mail order, I'm guessing, mm. the Peanuts Christmas special. My kid wanted to know why was there a psychiatrist stand? Why was there so much singing? My wife was disappointed the Peanuts characters didn't finish the play. I got tired of trying to explain the meanings to them. It's probably the same feeling I get watching old Mickey Mouse cartoons or Flash Gordon. Mm. I got several texts yesterday from people who say their kids love the Peanuts when they show it to them, even in this modern world. So I'm going to give it a whirl, maybe this weekend. And as usual, I must uh, ask you to say Peanuts and not Penis. My kids love the Peanuts. They can't get enough penis. I'm going to show it to him this weekend. Oh, boy. No, no oh, that's no. not what I'm going to no, do. No, see, I'm asking you. Never mind. God, my youngest last night, he's, he's, he, he, talk about a handful, stood up at the dinner table. He's only wearing underwear. It's a long story. But he stood up at the dinner table on his chair and pulled down his underwear. He's just standing there. And my wife, my wife was doing that thing where you're biting on your lip to not laugh and encourage that sort of behavior. Right. We can't have that. Plenty of that. Really. It was his protest that he didn't want to eat something. Genitals! Yeah, genitals. <laughs> and you, you, that is beautiful. You don't want to encourage that sort of behavior. No, you do not. On the other hand, he's it on the, may be the funniest thing I've ever heard. As a five-year-old, he's at the very, you know, getting toward the end of where you can pull that off and get away with it at all. Right. And in, in just a few years, people call the police. I mean, there's not that much time left. Right. So you want to, <laughs> if you can, discourage that sort of behavior. But it was pretty funny at the time. <laughs> Please. You need to eat. I don't even remember what it was. You need to eat that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> Genitals! I'm going to take, take a page and a Colin Kaepernick's book, Daddy. But I'm not going to kneel. I'm going to stand. And instead of wearing football pants, I'm not going to wear any at all. <laughs> How do you like this, Papa? The look on his face of, now what? Yeah. All right. Your move. The yes, utterance. exactly. That was the look on his face. Your move. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. At least one dictionary is already out with its word of the year. And it's... A pretty good one. It's hard to imagine right. it. Uh, Kofefe. It's hard to imagine it not being the word of the year. I don't know. I don't, I don't, we have almost two months left. There might be a very good word lurking out there. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's leaving Washington today on a major trip to Asia. But before leaving, he's tweeting about what he calls the real story on collusion. Responding to reports, Hillary Clinton had the Democratic primary rigged in her favor. Charges brought by former interim DNC chairwoman Donna Brazil in her new book. Trump tweeting, the real story in collusion is in Donna B's new book, Crooked Hillary bought the DNC and then stole the Democratic primary from Crazy Bernie. The president, <laughs> Crazy Bernie. <laughs> the sitting president tweeted that. I would also like to point out that in his genius, he's now made it. Uh, if you agree with him, you agree. With, if you agree with Donna Brazil, now you've agreed with Donald J. Trump. 
which makes it harder for people to agree with them. But I don't hmm. know. The president adding if this- you had not injected yourself into this, I think it would just be a stunning indictment of the corrupt, corrupt Democrat Party. President adding this morning, quote, Pocahontas just stated that the Democrats, led by the legendary crooked Hillary Clinton, rigged the primaries. Let's go, FBI and Justice Department. He was referring to Senator Elizabeth Warren, who was asked during interviews yesterday if she agreed Hillary had rigged the nomination, and Warren said yes. We recognize the process was rigged, and now it is up to Democrats to build a new process, a process that really works and works for everyone. The system was rigged out of the most popular Democrat there is in the land. It was a rigged primary. That is that is that is quite a situation. And I was watching um, John Heilman on MSNBC today. He's commenting because his friend Mark Halperin makes uh, co-workers sit on his lap. But uh, So John Heilman said, we have barely scratched the surface of all the information that's going to come out. He said all those rumblings about uh, the debates, how they got scheduled, so few of them, and how they'd get scheduled up against major NFL games. He said all that stuff's going to come out now. Right. We're just scratching the, syst- the, the surface of how they rigged it so Bernie didn't have a chance. For those of you who... <laughs> Who dead was a chilling cackle. Uh, for those of you who didn't follow the story, long story short, Democrat National Committee left in horrific debt by Barack Obama. Sound familiar? Um, and uh, Hillary and her people said, we'll raise uh, most of the money. We'll take on the debt. But in return, we get complete control of the party in every way. And the party said, okay. And so they had everything from all the money to all the personnel, all the strategy, etc. Long, long before she got the nomination. Right after she announced. Right, exactly. It was before the primaries even began. Hillary and her people, with the knowledge of the Democrat Party, had complete control of the party. And nobody ever said anything. Trump obviously waking up to a fully functioning Twitter account this morning after it got briefly deactivated yesterday. Trump tweeting, my Twitter account was taken down for 11 minutes by a rogue employee. I guess the word must finally be getting out and having an impact. Twitter said it was apparently the work of a customer support employee in his last day with the company. Yeah, his final day at work. What does he do at work? He deletes or shuts down the president's account. Wow. Apple begins selling the uh, iPhone 10 this morning. The company's share price hit a record high, moving the company now worth... Now worth over $868 billion, closer to becoming the world's first trillion-dollar company. God, I looked at my Apple stock a, a couple of weeks ago, and that was before this latest. And I thought, why didn't I put more money in this stock? Mm. Of course, that's not the way life works, because i got plenty of stocks right. where I think, why didn't I put so much money in this stock? So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't know if you heard, but in San Francisco, uh, thieves managed to make off with 300 iPhone 10s that were stolen from a UPS truck. Oh, hot property. <laughs> yes. Three hundred at a thousand bucks a piece. Three hundred thousand dollars in iPhones out the door, off the truck, out the door. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I wonder what you could get for them, and when you try to sell them, could you get above market value? Since you can't get one, you yeah. might be able to get more than the thousand dollars for them, huh? Probably Depends pretty close to it. Be whether it's it's up to whether or not people want to buy a hot phone and be part of a criminal conspiracy. Yeah, I guess. what's what's the situation with uh, identification, I, I, I don't know. serial I, numbers, etc.? I'd have to Google that. I don't know. IP addresses, ports. <laughs> yes, the ports. Who knows? Yes. You know about the ports? <laughs> yes, I know about the ports. If you're listening, criminals, I'll give you eleven hundred dollars for one right now because I didn't get in early and I want one.
<laughs> you mean listen, fellow criminals? <laughs> huh, that makes me a criminal. Marshall, arrest Jack. All right, here we go. How am I a criminal? Uh, buying stolen property that you knew was stolen. I didn't know it was stolen. You, you just, just said it. criminals. Get the cuffs out. He's guilty. Get Lock my nice stick, Michael. Lock it's in up. the office. I have never been in a meeting with the Russians. <laughs> that I recall. That I recall. Right. I forget a lot of things. Yeah. We got that whole story, too. And so much stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Dodgers lost a heartbreaker to the Astros. The people of L.A. haven't been this disappointed with a pitcher since Gwyneth Paltrow made quinoa lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) Funny joke from Jennifer Lawrence, hosting uh, for Jimmy Kimmel last night. Wow, that was amusing. (laughs) Of course, somebody wrote the joke. It's just her telling the joke. Yes. She had kind of a very dry deadpan that I enjoyed. I do like that. Uh, word of the year, according to Collins Dictionary, which I've never heard of, but anyway, it's the first dictionary to get their name out there and name the word of the year. It just became November, uh, but pretty good, pretty good choice. Hard to imagine anything being. They 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 use statistics. Just what words that weren't being used in the past or used at all are now used a lot and uh, crunch the numbers. Fake news, the term fake news, uh-huh. being used across all types of media regularly and that's true that's that's a new term that well is, you're right that that's beyond dispute um but it's the term of the year some of your finalists antifa fidget spinner gender fluid and gig economy huh well, well clearly fake news is the winner some of those are intriguing a fidget spinner uh, mm. that'll, that'll come and go man that yeah. that come and go that yeah. teaches you about the modern world best-selling toy of all time you can't give those things away. Yeah. Yep. I ask my kids, I find them on the floor in my car. Do you want this? Nah, I can throw them away. It doesn't make any difference. You know, the unemployment numbers just came out this morning, and they were uh, interesting in a lot of different ways. Probably don't have time to talk about it. Uh, the economy created something like 268,000 jobs, a lot of them. Uh, the labor participation rate continues to be at record lows, though. Um, wages are up a little. Actually, they're slightly down this month, but to, to parse a month is stupid. So for some reason, we have a lot of people who could be working, who used to be working, uh, who've chosen, even with the incredibly low unemployment rate, not to get back in the labor market. And it's a th- it's thought by a lot of economists that the problem is uh, a skills mismatch, that the skills required for the jobs that are, are appearing are so... You know, mismatched to the skills of the people who are not working or not even trying to work at this point, that there's no coming together of those two groups of people. And it's not the change, it's the pace of change that's so dislocating these days. A lot of people with law degrees that can't weld. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, uh, a lot of welders, well, welders are doing fine. People with uh, law degrees who can't run a robot. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to law school to learn how to run a robot. Well, you better learn. Well, you better learn. Nobody needs another damn lawyer. Please. But this robot is just sitting here. That's right. We need it. We need it to work. What does the robot do? It, it reads law books and argues cases. <laughs> I'm sorry. I realize this is uncomfortable. <laughs> <clears throat> so we got a, on that topic, we got a really interesting note from Eric, our artificial intelligence correspondent. 
Um, and uh, our concerns about uh, AI wiping out the human race. Alan Iverson? <laughs> Artificial intelligence. Ah. Ah. Uh, if only you could supplement your natural intelligence with some of the artificial stuff. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, yeah. be like getting more RAM for your laptop. Are we going to be able to? I don't know, because I'm dumb. <sighs> Jack's concern about artificial intelligence. Let me just say AI now again. I loved your little Alan Iverson joke. It was <laughs> fabulous. Uh, wiping out the human race is right. Your concern is right. It will wipe out the human race, but for the wrong reason. Okay. AI is not going to develop consciousness and suddenly turn on humans. More likely is that we humans fail to program our commonly held values as constraints or fail to do it properly. For example, in working on my transportation problem, AI starts adding in fearsome weapon systems to blast away those pesky other drivers until I say, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, don't hurt people or destroy property because it's just trying to solve a problem. Right. How do we make transportation more efficient? By killing slow people in the left lane. (laughs) Kill, kill, must kill. Right. Oh, boy, and I'd be fine with a little of that. Wow. (laughs) Meanwhile, AI is still mostly a force for good. Here's a story, one, about AI outperforming humans in diagnosing Alzheimer's from brain scans. Wow. Here's another one about early diagnosis of diabetic retinopathy, a leading cause of blindness. By the way, if you chose radiologist as a profession most likely to be displaced by AI, step forward to collect your prize. Still, and this is the phrase of the day, still... Us meatbags are not out of tricks. Meatbags. <laughs> that might be my word of the year. Human beings are meatbags. There's a thing called an adversarial image which can, be, which can be used to fool a computer into completely misidentifying something. Put on a pair of cardboard cutout glasses with a weird design on them, and your new iPhone thinks you're Scarlett jo- Johansson. Yeah, we ha- uh, Sean gave me a story yesterday where it, it thought a turtle was a gun or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they put that. They put this kind of coating on the back of a turtle, and it just tricks. It knows how the AI identifies things, and it's like a camouflage for AI recognition. Now, does everybody assume they'll get better at that, or is that just a flaw that can't be overcome? No, what they were. This is a specific thing that you can do to your face, or you can put this thing on you, and it confuses the current technology of of computer facial recognition. My new indie band, Coded Turtles, is playing tonight. Oh, I know it's short notice, but come out and see us at the uh, the Folk Hut. Um, where was I? Uh, the Folk Hut. Uh, add an imperceptible noise layer to a picture of a cat, and the computer thinks it's guacamole. I'm not making this up. Stupid there, computers. There's a link. Never I replace know. me. Idiot. Uh, theoretically, I could do this with a speed limit sign and fool an auto-driving car into thinking a pedestrian is stepping out into the street. You know, for fun. <laughs> More to come, whether we like it or not. That's Eric, our fabulous AI correspondent from the Land of Oaks, Oakland, California. Mm. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, these, Always intriguing. Yeah, these are not computers mistaking things. These are people intentionally trying to trick the computers and being successful so at it. So we're still smarter for now. I'm not. So uh, here's here's the problem. Obviously, we're back to the only real threat against humanity, and that's humanity. So you have these wonderful programs diagnosing this and curing that and driving my car over here. But you're going to have Vladimir Putin... He's going to say, close down the Twitter account. That's no fun anymore. Here's what we do. We F with American driver. 
And they put the little coating of computer, quote-unquote, noise on all of our stop signs. And all of a sudden, you know, 37,000 people die in a single day T-boning each other at intersections. Wow. Now, I'm sure Eric and his uh, brethren are working on AI to defeat that sort of messing with AI. Will it work? But the, the world is so confusing in that you have that, the very leading edge of technology and thought and computers replacing humans' brains and all that sort of stuff. And then you got guys this week driving trucks into people to kill them, and we've got to combat that, which is like, you know, which is like a caveman dropping a rock on people, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could see, I could see AI incorporated with obviously physical... Uh, implements and or, you know, electronic implements, being able to recognize when somebody's doing something like that and cut them off at the knees. So, Send out a signal that kills their engine? I don't know. Blinds them? So I've learned a little something about being a victim of a crime that I didn't know. Maybe this will be of use to you somehow. And more on the whole Donna Brazil Democratic Party fiasco. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.